Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Unqualified Sports Talk. It's a late night recording night for us, you know, Thursday night, first week of real college football going on, not week zero, so had to look out for our bets, had to, had to be in a little bit of a money watch, went one and three for tonight, so I guess it's pretty good, but it's time to jump into everything going on in the sports world right now. We're going to kick things off with a bang and jump right into the NFL as we always do. And this news just came out today, and I know Grant's probably excited for, maybe not excited, but happy for the guy this happened happened to, but Russell Wilson getting that absolute extendo clip, five-year contract, $245 million, 165 guaranteed. How do we feel about that, not even playing a game with the, with the Broncos yet? Yeah, well, I'll definitely say that um, just off the off the bat, I have nothing bad, like no ill will towards Russell. So seeing him make the money, um, I'm I'm here for it. And I think the Broncos wanted to rip the Band-Aid off because these other teams are going to pay their quarterbacks really soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lamar Jackson is probably going to get a crazy deal coming up soon. Um, he was on Twitter talking about it earlier about how they still haven't offered him. He was like talking about some rumor, but they're he's going to get a bag. So getting ahead of it, you know, obviously Lamar Jackson's talented, but some people, depending on their scheme, think Russell is still in that, um, you know, potential MVP caliber player. Um, so, I mean, I see it. They're, they're trying to challenge for a Super Bowl. You got to pay him. Um, but funny enough, like right before we started recording this, I follow Russell on Twitter and he liked a tweet. Like, I, I guess it was just like them quoting what he had said earlier. But it's Russell Wilson on his contract. For me, it wasn't about how much. It was about how many Super Bowls we're going to win. That is just, that's just crazy false. Because <laughs> there's he's, no shot. I think he's the second highest paid quarterback on a yearly basis now with that contract. Yeah. No. Oh, oh I just care about how many Super Bowls. Bro, you're getting paid $50 million yeah, a year. Behind Aaron Rodgers. No, you you don't you do not care. <laughs> but I guess one thing, how do we feel about? Because it's only 165 guaranteed. While Deshaun Watson's basically getting a fully guaranteed. He just, that one was crazy, dude. NFL fully guaranteed money is wild. Yeah. So how do like? Is that any disrespect to Russ that he's not getting it fully guaranteed? Is it kind of oh maybe prove it to us this season and we'll throw you the rest of the money? Yeah. Or? I don't. I don't know. I I think Russ definitely. Like, last year was the first time he's had serious injuries keep him out of games. Um, and that was just because it was to his throwing hand. I've, I've seen him play through an MCL just tear. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe they're they're thinking, or maybe his t- camp is thinking that he'll just, you know, be good to play through it all. But, I don't know, it's hedging a little bit. Yeah, and, and time will tell. He's going to, I mean, he's not really losing any wide receiver talent coming from the Seahawks. Obviously, he had DK and Tyler Lockett. Now he has Jerry Judy and Corlin Sutton. So, I mean, he's not losing out on any of that. So no. we'll, we'll we'll see if he can it, still dude, perform to how all we right. all expect him to actually perform. I love I like Doug Baldwin, Jermaine Kerr, Seahawks legends. But I mean, let's be real; they weren't like ever like best receivers in the league type. And mm-hmm. he still did really good with them. I'm sure you know back then he was more of a game manager. But we had years where we didn't have talent. Just I mean, I you know Ty Lockett's good now dk's good but yeah he's i don't think he's losing much he's definitely got a better line oh yeah You're not which kidding. is funny because the seahawks o-line actually might be decent this is like the only like now that russell's gone of course is like when our o-line looks like they might have a decent year but 
yeah, no, I mean, I'm happy for him. Just overall, just happy. Um, you know, he, he got the bag. But that's that's the NFL. you got to pay the quarterbacks. You do, and time will tell to see who else gets the bag. Like you said, Lamar Judd should be next, so we'll see what happens there. But I guess going on to some cuts slash maybe cuts, we got we have we have to talk about first of all just the Raiders being the worst yeah. at drafting of all time. I think that was one of the biggest headlines of the week around the NFL, dude. That dude was a first round pick in twenty twenty one. Alex Leatherwood, Alex offensive lineman for the gone. Raiders. He's he's on the Cut. Bears now. Done. Got picked up. Got picked up by the Bears on waivers. Um, first round pick. I just think that whole. Um, three-year stretch. I mean, it was all over social media, but that three-year stretch where they just consistently took first-round talent for absurd, like not, maybe not even first-round talent. They took guys in the first round that were just left everyone scratching their head, and they're just not good. John Gruden did it on purpose. Yeah, I mean, he had to have that team, dude. Like Clellan Farrell at. What what pick was he like a four pick or something? Yeah, it, it was, was like something, something crazy. It was top ten. We know that for sure. It was crazy. And now Alex Leatherwood, who people you know, obviously he won awards at Bama, but you know, no draft analyst had him going. Like he was like a round two guy. You know, like a mm-hmm. lot of people saw him even in the third, and they took him in the in the halfway through the first. It's just and wild. Last year, PFF had him as the second worst offensive lineman in the whole. In the whole NFL, <laughs> so, I mean, so I guess there is a reason, but like, does he did he really even have time to develop? No, I mean, but it had to have been for for them to call every team in the league, and for every team to say we are not trading a seventh for him. That you know, like they gave him up for nothing. Yeah. So that has to mean that every team just said, you know, we don't even want to. We would just rather try and pick him up on waivers if we want him, but you know, we do not care. Is is there even ever a good seventh round pick ever? <laughs> I don't. Know. That'll be a good trivia one day. It's like who who is the best seventh round talent? Yeah, because I can't even. I think Julian Edelman might have been a seventh rounder. That would that would be a good one. There's I I think it's just undisputed. Like obviously it would make sense, but like undrafted, there are definitely way more better undrafted un, better undrafted guys. Than Kurt Warner was undrafted. Tony Romo was undrafted. Yeah, I I think. I don't know why it's the first thing in my head, but I think Wes Welker was undrafted. Makes sense. But yeah, and then I mean, just we we got we got other. I mean, pretty much the Raiders were the big big talking point. But like just the Kenny Dot Kenny Galladay situation in general. Um, in specific, I saw the Giants ESPN like specific reporter today. Um, I don't know if he was that was just his own opinion or if he heard other people or other GMs talking about it. They said that Kenny Galladay running routes, that he ran them like he was a mannequin. I mean, that... He, like, <laughs> he didn't he, care. Dude, I don't... He's. They're saying he's not even going to be... Like, he's too... His contract is too big to cut. $35 million dead cap if they yeah, cut him. Way too big to cut. It's... The team... But the team can't use him. And they can't... No one will trade for that contract. Mm-mm. So he's just... He's literally going to be on the team and he might be on the reserve roster. Like he might just be a reserve player. Which is just insane. And I mean, sad, like, too. Because, okay. dude, he used to be a beast. Break, live, live update, too. We're recording this when Purdue's playing Penn State. Per, the Boilermakers just took a lead. Again? Yeah. Dude, so. this game's crazy. Hook him. <laughs> but, no. It, the NFL is just... 
where where we've got all the cuts. Uh, there have been some trades. Um, I know Trey Sermon is now an Eagle. He got cut though. That wasn't yeah, trade. Well, he, yeah, he got cut, and then um, the Eagles picked him up on waivers. OJ Howard got picked up by the Texans today after the Bills cut him, which is probably a good pickup for the Texans. Yeah, honestly, uh, the Texans are going to be a, like they're definitely the least talented roster in football, but and least upside. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but th- think about it. like Damian, Damian, Damian Pierce, and Davis Mills are both like that's true. Marlon Mack also got cut this week. Yeah, so they really like Pierce, and Davis Mills is you know, um, I'm a dude with a long neck, so like whenever I see other long neck brothers doing well, Mike <laughs> Mike Glennon had a long neck, but he did not do well. Mike Glennon. <laughs> so now I'm. It'll be it'll be interesting, like just to see how that because they're I think they're just gonna end up being a conglomerate of just young players just trying to figure stuff out. I'm really just interested to see like the week one depth charts, see where these rookies are fitting in, see where some new additions are fitting in. I mean, I know we have the final rosters, but we don't have the depth charts yet. Yeah, so no, and that'll and be. There's some see. coaches that you just you won't know what it's gonna look <laughs> like until week one. Yeah, at Bill Belichick. Yeah, literally. But I mean, seeing that like. Looking at it now, it's exactly a week from now, the yeah. game one. Yeah. So I mean, it is it is like upon us. Bills Rams, but I'm a big Bills fan, so this is it's revenge tour after 13 seconds last last year. If you're listening to this podcast, there's a hundred percent chance you know what that means. So I don't have to explain myself. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's a revenge tour. And all right, speaking of that, I don't know if you saw the updates, but Tavon Austin is on the Bills practice squad. Yep, that's that's awesome. I thought he was just gone. Nope. He he originally got cut in the middle of preseason, so it kind of shocked me that he's on the practice squad. He wasn't even a last day cut. Um, but I guess good for him. Yeah. To bring some notoriety around there. I mean, veteran who can kind of coach around. I would have already expected him to like transition to either like commentating or or something because he was such an electric college. Football I was about guy. to say he has the best college mixtape of all yeah, time. Yeah. So like. I mean, in like some of these guys on college game day. I mean, we're not even in the NCAA stuff yet, but like, like, I mean, I, if he was on a on a game day thing that you know NBC or you know insert whatever, he can do better than Joel Berry. Exactly, exactly. So I I would definitely have expected him to do that, but yeah, if Joel Berry can be one where he's only known for being like the third best player on a national championship team, Tavon Austin with the greatest mixtape of all time. <laughs> Every kid our age knows who he is. Like. Put him out there. We'll yeah. we'll tune in. I mean, speaking of that, um, he's a he's a wet ex Mountaineer. The Mountaineers covered the Mountaineers by, by the yeah the West Virginia Mountaineers. Oh oh, for some reason I was thinking App State. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, the, they, technically they are both the Mountaineers. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, they did. That was a that was a scary seven and a half points there for me, but we got the cover done. Um, but yeah, Bills Rams is gonna yeah, get just a big bite freaking mine game. nails, um, dude. As we get closer to the season, like I'm just gonna say this. This might just be a horrible take by the end of it. I think the Rams are going to be that team that, like everyone, like I think every year in the NFL, there's a team that has such high expectations, and then you have no clue how they like. It makes sense by the end of the year where they got where they are, but like if you go back and look, you're like, how the how did that happen? Well, did they lose anybody? I. I, it's not not that they really lost anybody. It's you know everybody getting older. They lost Robert Woods. They I'm telling you, dude. Well, they replaced him with, um, yeah, with uh, yeah, 
Uh, Alan Robinson. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just, the combination between Robert Woods and Odell. I don't. You know, I don't even think that's gonna be a big thing. I think. I think they're severely trying to downplay this stuff with Matt Stafford's elbow. Oh shoot. So, I mean, we're talking about like Matt Stafford was. He was a good quarterback last year. He. I mean, he was. He was like a Super Bowl champion quarterback, and he deserved every bit of it. But he still had. He still had. You know, interception problems. He still. He he makes crazy throws. And so sometimes when you make crazy throws, you get put in bad situations. Now, if he's lost any bit of that arm strength, I mean, if he's having tendonitis issues before the season starts, I don't know if it's like, if he's losing arm power, that interception could go. And then if, let's say even has to go out, then they're playing a backup. I don't When I was looking at the backup quarterbacks the other week during preseason, the Rams were one of the two teams in the league where I didn't recognize another quarterback on the depth chart, so that could be scary. Yeah, it's. I think it's a. I think it's a serious scare. I mean, and NFC West isn't. I mean, the Seahawks are going to be dog this year, but like the rest of the teams are like the 49ers and the Cardinals are good. So yeah, I I could seriously well, until see the Call Rams. of Duty comes out. Yeah, and then, then the Cardinals. Well, will okay, if they play the Cardinals in the second half, they're worse than the Seahawks. Yeah, but no, because Call of Duty comes out in November, so. What we yeah, only we only have half. yeah we only have three weeks in September, four weeks in October. That's nine weeks. Yeah. So I mean that. So yeah, well around the mid season for Cardinals to start going downhill. They have never. He's gonna hit trick shots. Yeah, he's gonna hit trick shots. Three sixty no yy no scope. But Bills two and a half points. I'm not touching it. I don't bet on my own games. That's a good policy. But um. I'm looking forward for Josh Allen's MVP season. Yeah, in uh, as as a unbiased um, as an unbiased observer, I I'm all in on the Josh Allen MVP train. You don't say that. I I am. I'm gonna I be am. I'm gonna be freaking Conor McGregor billionaire strutting around with my Josh Allen jersey on this year. I Dude, can't wait. He, and even like and I should I should say this to those watching because you know, obviously we didn't start this before, but Bryce has been on the Josh Allen train at Wyoming. Like like before he I came was saying to the, he should be number one pick. Yeah, he was he was he, he was legitimately talking about how if the Bills get this guy, he's going to be the steal of the draft. And the fact that you can be a steal at seven at seven, yeah, yeah, like that you are a good player. But that's that's kind of the NFL news. Um, we'll have a ton more to talk yeah, about. Yeah, no, next week. exactly. That's, <laughs> I that's can't kind of, wait. That's kind of how I feel about college football right now. Like, there's almost too much to talk about yeah, in college yeah. football. We got a we got a hefty hefty platter is what I'm gonna call it here. But we're gonna we gotta start off with the obvious. Nebraska sucks. Scott Frost was a waste. Whatever he was doing yeah. at UCF was a fluke because he was in playing in the American Conference. Yeah, he beat Auburn in his last game ever there. But yeah, come on, no and. Well, you know, the week zero was obviously. I think everyone got a little too um, excited that football was back. You know, like, like uh, we, you know, you got to see everybody come out and and obviously having a historic team like Nebraska come and play the, you know, big first game in in Dublin. Um, but honestly, like Northwestern, it's not. They're not as bad as as like Northwestern teams in the past are. You know, I'll, I'll give them. I'll be give Scott Frost a little bit. Of, like Northwestern is not as bad as it sounds, but gosh, dude, kicking onside kick with you when you're up eleven, like I you don't think care. he's Sean Payton in the Super Bowl or something. Dude, I don't care what the stats say. I don't. I do not care. 
Don't care. <laughs> that is the dumbest decision I've ever heard. In we my think life. we think he's gone during this season if they can't pull together. Or after. If I'm if I'm Nebraska, yes, but you never know with because sometimes some and that's I think what NC State maybe had issues with in the past is like sometimes you're like you you might have like historic success and so you think that it'd be better for your for your fan base to have stability but like you gotta know if a dude's not the dude and if they're not get them out you know there's no point in keeping guys as like interim bridge people um i agree and yeah hawaii um hawaii got kind of crapped on by Vanderbilt. Gosh, that one was tough for me. <laughs> there were so many there were so many people that were talking about like Hawaii being their team of the week and stuff and it was never my team of the week. I've had them covering the nine. It looked decent. They Hawaii came out there and marched down the field their first drive. Easy I was like Yeah. Chill bro. <laughs> and and like Vanderbilt's Vanderbilt. You know, if it's not baseball, you got a good chance of them not being good at it. But no, I mean that was that was a good game. Um except that you actually have to get into that school to play. Yeah, that's that's a weird pause. I mean, definitely Derek definitely... Rose won't have a shot. <laughs> hey, we don't know how good he would have been at the SAT. <laughs> he just got someone else to take it for him. <laughs> and that's all right. If if like the one in, I would say maybe eighty five billion. Yeah, I just ran the numbers in my head. If the one in eighty five billion chance Derek Rose is listening ever to this this exact podcast, um, we know you didn't take the SAT. <laughs> <laughs> do not don't like you've never officially said you didn't take it but you've also never said you have taken it so we know you can just come out and say it all my respect for you will go up it it will stay up it has never gone down you know what Derek Rose? until you admit that you didn't take the sat you should be the only mvp to not make the hall of fame yeah I think that's fair. I think the only way you that's make a the, trade-off. The only way you make the halls if you just admit it. It's like it's like the only way the lines will be good if they pay Megatron. Gosh, dude, they still got to pay Megatron. <laughs> I know. That, <laughs> that's the worst karma you could ever ask for. That dude he stayed through. Them. He stayed through the Owen sixteen year. Cursed them. Gosh, dude, that's so funny. But back to college football. Yeah, it's the real it's first the, week. It's the first week. Gosh dang, I'm so and really tonight's the first real night of college. Two great games between the Purdue and the Penn State and uh Pittsburgh and yeah, Mountaineers and West Virginia Mountaineers. Thank you Mountaineers for covering. Um their helmets look sweet. So cool. Dude. That is there I I've been to West Virginia. Don't know if there's West Virginians. By the uh, way, we do not condone Incestual relationships. Yeah. No, we are a big no incest uh, podcast. Yes. Um, that's one of our tenets. Very anti. Sorry. <laughs> sorry for anybody who's, you know, pro incest. Yeah, incest. Uh, yeah that's that's not us. We'll, we'll get that political opinion aside. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, like as someone who, like, I went to the state marshal game. Uh, gosh, it was like, what, three years ago? That was our sophomore. Oh, freshman year or sophomore year? I have no clue. Hey, we played them twice. I don't remember which one you went to. Um, West Virginia is a West Virginia is a pretty place, and it's in. I think it's one of my funner shaped states. I just think it's really. Yeah. I think it kind of looks like a pan. It's kind of fun. Um, but Nears did it. They covered. They did not win the game, but I'm a but big they covered. Okay, sorry. When you started thinking about talking about fun state shapes, yeah, I think no. Idaho has to win. Idaho is a fun state. That's just it has a little chimney. Yeah, and then it's like flat on the bottom. Yeah, like it's I'm like, here for it. It's like it's kind it's of like, like a house. Yeah, and then yeah, and it's beautiful, yeah, beautiful so, place. Sorry about that. 
Um, but speaking of things that just look the best and are the best, since it is the first week of football, I guess we kind of have to tell everybody something about us. And Grant, what what's your what's your favorite mascot in all of sports in terms of in terms of everything, looks, history, the mascot's secret abilities. <laughs> Dude, all right, well, I should say I love mascots. I love just the idea of like, like I only think of this. There's, there's probably for most mascots, there's a human in that in that costume. Yep. And I never view them like that. I, I look at, I look at. Mr. I also am gonna throw a curveball real quick. Also, your least favorite. Okay. Okay. Um, I think my favorite's Ugga. What's that? The the um, Georgia mascot, the actual bulldog. Okay. Oh, okay. The real one. <laughs> yeah, the real one, dude. The fact that they every year, like, it's kind of the same thing with Tuffy. Like Tuffy, I wouldn't say is state's mascot, Mm-mm. but he's he's just you know a little dog we have run out. Um, well, I think it's Tuffy three. Actually. Yeah, we're on Tuffy three now. Um, Rest in peace, Tuffy one and two. <laughs> but like the fact that that how hard they like like Ugga is the most purebred. <laughs> like bulldog ever the fact that they have like his family tree back to like it's like something crazy it's like hundreds of years and it i think he's adorable i think uh, i'm i think he's adorable in the fact that like he had beef with that um with the texans longhorn that one time the actual longhorn <laughs> so it was dude, just like animal on animal people have absolutely trampled that bulldog before oh in dude. football games there's high, there's highlights of of Ugga just getting murdered. He's fine. He's a freaking unit, dude. Uh, so I, I kind of love Ugga. He, um, least favorite mascot. I need to think about that one for a second. Okay. I, 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 I can do my favorite least okay. favorite yeah. if you want me to. My favorite. It's a tie because I, I think it's hilarious. It's not. I think I like funny mascots more than I do serious ones. Like the Stanford Orange, or not the Stanford, the Syracuse Orange. Is so freaking funny how he puts his arms there and then spins himself around. <laughs> and then I said Stanford because it's Stanford Stanford Cardinal. Just it's a it's a tree. Yeah, like they're they're like it they're looks not, like a pine not tree. a cardinal. No. And then also I'm just thinking of this one, the Western Kentucky whatever the little red blob is that they got walking around. Yeah, he's a hilltopper, right? They're the yeah. hilltoppers. Wait, wait, I got I got a I got to pull up for you to see. I want, and <laughs> yeah, big red. Yeah, big red. He's just a little red blob that runs around. What is the fighting okra? That that's weird. The fighting okra, Delta State. Well, shout out the Delta State for Shit, being an okra. That's straight up. Um, that, least favorite for me. Hundred percent easy. Ramses. That's from, that's fair, dude. From Fuck, UNC. Dude, screw that. Screw that ram. The fact they paint his like horns. He got the biggest balls He's on got planet Earth. Massive balls. So I, I will give him that, but God, dude, Ramsey's honestly in terms of originality. Like even like watching today, like like the Pittsburgh, um, like the Pittsburgh Panther mascot. It looks so generic. He looks so bad. Like that's. I think he might be my. <laughs> he looks so bad. And I'll say this too. Like the Aren't nit- Panthers black. I, yeah, I I don't know what they're that's just he's just so generic. He's they could do so much more, but he's so generic. And like I love the Nittany Lion, like the fact how he dances. Like like there's at least once a year the Penn State mascot will just have some viral video. 
Okay, I just learned something, actually. Okay. A panther can refer to a leopard, jaguar, or cougar. Huh. That... That is actually really interesting. So that's that's one fun fact for the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. How about that? Well, that's yeah, good to know. Mascots are awesome. Um, and that's like, to, to me, that's like, it, it is a part of football. Like, yeah, they're part of everything. But, like, just the mascots in general, like, they're, they're shown every touchdown. Like, like, they're just so interconnected. And not even, like, not even NCAA related, but, like, the NFL mascots, Poe, rest in peace, Poe. Gosh, dude, He's... rest in peace, Poe the Raven. <laughs> Poe the Raven, the Raven. <laughs> if, if you're not familiar, the Raven's mascot was playing in a halftime, like, kitty game. And he got, he absolutely obliterated his knee. Just busted his, I, I don't even know what it was. He had to get carted off. He's and out for the season. He is. They're holding <laughs> open tryouts, according to Schefter. He's out for the year. But he, in respect to him, he kept the costume on. I like to the whole think, time. The hel- the helmet wasn't even, or the head wasn't even off. <laughs> yeah, no, he. I'm serious. I I like to think that he got surgery in, <laughs> in the Poe costume. I hope, dude. But yeah, no. Week one, we we've got. I mean, it's it's like really back. Like it is. I I was looking at games say like. I just hadn't, I guess this week, like, I obviously knew it was back, but I hadn't really looked at, like, the matchups. There are some freaking big matchups. There are, dude. There's three really big ones, I would say, or really four, between the Georgia-Oregon game, which, okay, we have to talk about Georgia for a second. Yeah, a ton of hype. What, their number three preseason? Yeah. They lost nine starters on defense, and I know they're like Alabama where they can reload, but regardless, like, Nine starters on defense is ridiculous, don't, yeah. don't you think? I I do. I mean, I think, I think Georgia had, and a, that's what they prided themselves on. Like they had a good offense, they had a great defense. I'm I'm gonna say it's almost like a uh, it's almost like a reverse of LSU, in in that like LSU had the year they won, the year they were like crazy good. They had like so many seniors on yeah. the offense, and they were just like Joe Burrow and and Jamar and Justin Jefferson. Um, they were just they would just go out there and blitzing people to death. I think the same thing will happen to Georgia. Like LSU, you know, obviously they had like some Ed, Ed Oregon stuff after <laughs> after Joe left, but um, go Tigers. No, but I I think I think Georgia they're definitely it's gonna be a learn it's like a, there's gonna be a learning curve. Um, uh, Tavon Walker and the all the leaders they had on that team. Jordan Davis, um, he's gonna be a freaking hoss in the NFL. Like losing him on your team, you're definitely gonna take a step back. I mean, that's just regardless. So I do want to give um, a shout out, happy birthday to the only player in NFL history to be in the Transformers One movie in terms of a jersey. Happy birthday to Clinton Portis. Happy birthday, Clinton <laughs> Portis. Hey, what did he turn today? Um, I don't remember. Even though I just looked at it, forty-one. Dang, dude, he's. That just means we're getting old. Yeah, well, well, I'll just tell you some other. Jason Taylor, Hall of Famer. Happy birthday there, turning 48. Um, any Cam Reddish, Sidney Rice. Calais Campbell. Uh, Tim Hardaway, Kofi Cockburn, Miles Plumley. We had a lot of birthdays today. Yeah. Josh Okogie. I don't know who that is. Probably a baseball player. Sounds like one. He's a basketball guy. Oh. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, I, and that being said, like, I still see Georgia – like Georgia could definitely make the college football. Well, yeah, but for me, it's just it's the sh- the scales are kind of shaky, 
if you oh, ask abs- me. Absolutely. I mean, the reason people are so high on NC State this year is because we're returning we are an 10, old, we are an old 10 out of 11 starters. So don't you think like the inverse would yeah, kind I, of I think, worry I think people? Georgia, I think Georgia will probably win their side of the SEC, go to the SEC championship, lose, and then still make the college football playoff. I hope not, dude. That's, that's just how ha- – like we should just pencil in there's going to be two teams from the SEC yeah. every year. Yeah. That's just – and then matchup number two we like is number 23, Cincinnati, at number 19, Arkansas. And this one, this one's actually a pretty interesting matchup. Yeah. Cincinnati, playoff team last year, got blown out, but who cares? But, I mean, they lost to everybody. Desmond Ritter, Sauce Gardner. Yeah. Um, um, Pierce, what was his name? Their big receiver. I mean, he caught, like, he, it was, like, something absurd. He had, like, 50% of their, like, receiving yards or something. Well, dude, Arkansas trailed. Traylon Burks, 70% of their passing offense. That's wild. Gone. Evaporated. <laughs> They're still 19th in the country. So yeah, that... <laughs> they still have they still have their quarterback though, right? It doesn't matter, dude. You're yeah, losing okay. 70% of your passing offense. That's fair. But that, that their quarterback, he is a big dude. Like big quarterbacks in college football just being able to run. I, I don't know. I and I think Cincinnati kind of suffers from like maybe because I just remember when UCF had that crazy year where they thought they were national champions. Um, like, what did they do the year after? You know, I think I think when you do like like smaller teams like that, they they might get they might have a crazy year where they have they really develop some prospects. But to, like, if you're not getting that influx of talent like the Bamas and the and the Georgias well, are, Cincinnati did get a lot of transfers in, which is good. Well, that's good. Uh, I don't really know anything about Arkansas. But I think this is going to be the battle of the two teams in the top 25 that I can say got significantly worse. Yeah. No, that's, so, I think that is the perfect way to describe that. So this one's going to be interesting. Like, Would I be surprised if Arkansas comes out and wipes out Cincinnati? No. Would I be surprised if Cincinnati comes and wipes out Arkansas? Probably not. Yeah. Um, no, it'll, it'll it's going to be weird. It's yeah. going to be weird. I think whatever happens, I'm going to be like, yeah, I could – I could see that happening. So, so or we just get a really tight game. I could see that happening. Yeah, exactly. There's we got all of it. Uh, yeah. So it, who knows? I think I think Arkansas is. What are they? I guess I didn't write down the odds, so that's on me. But they're a slight favorite. I think. Yep. No idea. Okay. Moving on. Um. Big yeah. game of the week. Notre Dame, Ohio, oh, you have the odds uh, pull up? Yeah, no, I'll pull it. You, you can talk. Okay, yeah. Uh, big game of the week, number five, Notre Dame, visiting number two, Ohio State. I think Notre Dame is very overrated each year. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I'm, I'll just yeah. I'll just go ahead and tell you my prediction. I think I think Notre Dame's going to... Oh, dude, they're like 17.5 point dogs. Yeah, I, dude, they're... I, that, I think that's a decent line for Vegas. Because, like, obviously Vegas... They got hedged for both of it. Like, is this actually the year where Notre Dame is really good? Yeah. Or is this, you know, just same Notre Dame? I think it's the same Notre Dame. I don't think they've I don't think they've done like anything to they warrant. They never do anything <laughs> to, to five warrant. in the nation, dude. I mean, I guess congratulations, week one, you get a chance to prove that you're number five in the nation going against the team that a lot of people thought could be number one going in. Yeah, Ohio State's could. They're ridiculously good. Um, I mean, the flip side of it, this is a great opportunity for Ohio State to blow out the number five team in the nation, which I think if, if Notre Dame gets blown out, dude, they, it's not going to be a good they look. They fall out. Notre Dame falls to 
Because they got they got a slate like a very tough schedule coming up. Yeah. Well, and just like even coming up, but just like their whole schedule. I mean, they have to play. They have to play Clemson. I mean, it's. I think they play Miami at some point. Yeah, I mean they, and and they're they're not gonna. I mean, I see this Ohio State team making making the playoff, and I I think they're gonna run through the Big Ten. Big Ten's good. Mm-hmm. Like I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna beat the brakes off Michigan. Obviously, that's that game's gonna be end of the season, and you know injuries okay. can play into it. But maybe I completely lied about them having a gauntlet of a schedule. They have to play number twenty-five BYU, which who knows what they're gonna look like. BYU will be they'll be they're like always they're one of those just sneaky teams. But same with Clemson, who knows what they're gonna look like with DJ Ugaluga Boogaluga. <laughs> and USC, who knows what they're gonna look like with a completely new cast from coach to players head to toe. Dude, well it's just the Pac twelve. I mean the Pac twelve so, is I mean this is their biggest this is yeah, their biggest no, test. This is season, their so yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens and, there. I mean, even just like speaking of the Pac-12, that's I mean that's our last kind of huge <laughs> upset alert. Oh gosh, dude, it's and it, sh- it rightfully so. U- Utah, Florida at the swamp. That's that's upset alert if I've ever heard. Three point dogs, Florida is at the swamp against a team in Utah who, I mean, I'll I'll fact check it, but. Um, I, I believe that they haven't won a non Pac twelve game in like four years. I mean, dude, there's there's no way. They have to be playing like the Citadel at least once every four years, you know? Yeah. I, so I mean I just I just don't I just don't see it. I mean, I think every year Utah um they, they go and dominate the Pac twelve and then they're just they're just mid. They're just mid outside and a lot of people had them in their their top four. They're probably in the playoff. Yeah, they beat Weber State last year. <laughs> I, probably Power Five. I think they, like they, Power they Five. They actually outside. did lose to San Diego State. Okay, that, we, we have to believe in San Diego State now. That was one of my picks for this week, but I was kind of skeptical. They were top twenty-five last year. Hmm. Let's shout out San Diego State. Yeah, what? Power Five. Yeah, Power Five outside the Pac-12. I'm pretty sure is just. I mean, have awful. they even played anybody? Or, yeah, I, th- I think it's been for like four years since they've had a power five. That's ridiculous, man. So yeah, I don't believe in them. I and all right, think about this too. Florida, Florida was winning. They were they were winning games last year with like probably the most toxic locker room in college football. Mm-hmm. Like they had their starting quarterback uh, was partying in the hotel rooms on Fridays. And then their players are throwing shoes. You remember that last year? I don't think I do. Fourth down to beat oh, LSU. Okay. I do remember that. They That's... stop them, but the guy's shoe falls off, and the Gator guy picks it up and throws it to the other side of the field. <laughs> what an idiot. Dude. That's so funny, man. Yeah, but no, Emory Jones was the quarterback last year, and he's just – he was – I from what I've heard from everybody like that's like been around the situation, he was just – he was just a cancer to the team. Like he was just so. I I think they can only go up, and I think that I think three point dogs at the swamp is just is just crazy to, to to pass up. Yeah, but my only worry is that Utah came into one possession of beating Ohio State in a bowl game last year. Like they're a, they're a very legit team, which That's is true. why I I it, they're on upset alert. But is my money going on that? Probably not. 
I think, I mean, like, realistically, if we go back and look at that Ohio State game, like, how many guys from Ohio State sat out? I mean, I mean it was a it was a New Year's Six Bowl, so I'd assume probably none. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll, the, the tape will tell, but I don't know. I... I think I'll I think I'll flip flip on on your your kind of intuition. I I think Florida will do it, but fair enough. Um, for, if I had to if I had to put money on it, yeah, but we'll um, be we'll be tuning into that one for sure. Yeah. But the game will actually we'll be at be tuning into tuning into in person from Greenville, North Carolina, about an hour and a half two hour drive from Raleigh, is NC State versus ECU. This is the highest NC State has ever been ranked in the preseason at thirteen. Huge burden for us, but we go against a team that always has our number. That's the East Carolina Pirates. And something that does worry me is, yes, we're returning 10 out of 11 starters on defense, but I think you can attest this too. Under Dave Dorn, it seems like passing defense isn't a problem. It's more so teams can break out big runs on us. Yeah, and that's... Explosive plays really in general. Yeah, I mean, this, this, this year will be the interesting experiment of it seems like we've never had either either we've had good secondaries or we've had good d lines Mm -hmm. and it's like there's never been a harmony about it um i think this year like we actually could have we just need peyton wilson to stay healthy yeah and our linebacking core looks really good so i don't know i'm i'm not super duper worried about this um just like it's it's gonna be hostile but like as state fans we realistically have to look at ourselves and say like if we think that we can win the ACC, um, East Carolina should yeah, be a problem. Yeah, we should just walk over them. <laughs> yeah, you know, like this. I mean, they were, I think, a seven-eight win team last year. Yeah, had, they went to a bowl game. Uh, between all rushing yards, they had over two thousand last year. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's some talent on the team. But returning running back and quarterback that put up those numbers, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. I, I think I think we're. I think we're an old enough team that we're going to go in and we're going to act like we belong there. Um, I hope so. I mean, my one question mark is that running back, we lost Ricky and um, Bam Knight. Yeah. Shout out Bam Knight. Shout out Bam Knight. Made the roster. Made the roster for the Jets. Congrats. Um, Over uh, Tywin Tywin Jones. He used to play for the Bills. The only reason I know he is. Um, So, yeah, team of the week. NC State, baby. NC State, we're we're we believe in you. You should believe in yourself. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun one. I mean, it's just I mean, it's a noon game. Noon game's always kind of on ESPN. <laughs> tune in. Yeah, tune in. It's it's gonna be hot one. I just know it. I haven't looked at the forecast, but noon game for start of football season is always freaking hot in North Carolina. We're pretty up there on the lower level though, so I'm hoping that we're underneath the. Oh, dude, if we get a little bit of shade, if we're underneath the. <sighs> balcony part so I, and i promise i will i will bring back a funnel cake alert pretty much every <laughs> college football game i go to i eat a funnel cake um i mean it's just it's like a spice of life you know you gotta enjoy it anyone wants to buy a ticket we have one available well maybe maybe really maybe yeah okay He's, i will get a definitive answer tomorrow okay sweet um, i love to hear it um but that's college football we're so excited it's back it's something for us to look forward to and to bet on and to throw free money at even just today which is like a thursday there were so many good games i had to make sure my calendar was clear at freaking seven o'clock on a thursday when does that happen um but moving right on to nba really there's only one thing that happened this week it was a pretty big thing besides obviously lebron james and his sons getting on the cover of sports illustrated (laughs) 
Um, Donovan Mitchell traded to the Cavs in a I'm gonna call it a shocking trade. It's a I mean it's I a mean, blockbuster I trade. I don't did anyone think that the Cavs were contenders for Donovan Mitchell? No, it is it is another episode of he's going to the Knicks and then he doesn't go to the Knicks. Goodness, every player Zion, Kevin Durant. <laughs> That every single player that is ever like unhappy with the situation are just linked with the Knicks, especially if they like, you know, it's the most like generic question ever. A reporter comes up to ask him, "How would you feel about playing in the New York market?" What is every athlete going to say to that question? Yes, yes, it's the <laughs> biggest market in sports. Between that and L.A., everyone, everyone's gonna want that. So that's just such a BS question. It is, and Danny Ainge is such a he's such a pro at at team building he's not gonna take some Knicks offer if there's other teams that are gonna give a better offer and that's kind of what I see with this trade is like in my opinion it's an a plus it's it's maybe not a plus I think it's an a for both teams that's what our boys NBA district but the longer I at first I looked at I'm like dude they're giving up Lori Markinen and Colin Sexton and three unprotected picks for Donna Mitchell that's ridiculous. But then I saw your text. And we're like, dude, him paired with Darius Garland and Evan Mobley is going to be ridiculous. And I'm like, it is. Yeah. And, and Jared Allen there too? Yeah. No, I mean, that's that's what, like, Colin Sexton was going to walk. That yeah. was like. He was still a was... free agent. Wait, so that, wait, are they doing like a sign and trade? I, I guess so. I mean, I, he, if they said he signed a four year, 72 million. Okay, so it was a sign and trade. Yeah. So he's walking. Mm-hmm. And you have, you have Darius Garland, all star last year. Jared Allen, all star last year, and now you get Evan Mobley, who he's I think he's a beast. Me too. And so you know, obviously Donovan Mitchell, it's a little um, debate on whether or not like he's good defensive, like how good he is defensively. Um, but like he he is a really good player. I'm and, interested to see because Darius Garland, he's the point guard. He's yeah. going to have the ball in his hands. That's kind of the role Donovan Mitchell played. He almost played that. LeBron, I'm gonna have the ball in my hand roll, but he's gonna have to play off the ball now. That's true. I think he I think did have. Gonna be... I think he did have a year with Ricky Rubio, and it seemed like it worked because I mean Ricky Rubio, Ricky Rubio, he's yeah. just he's always got the ball. But um, I, you know, I I see it for the Cavs because and Laurie Markkinen is not the Laurie that we all thought he'd be when he was a rookie. Yeah, he played well for the Bulls, and then he's just kind of been mid. Kevin Love's still on that team. Um, on the Cavs team, yeah. What in the world? I, I mean, as, I'm, as of <laughs> still like, getting paid, yeah, so much money, yeah. Um, and and if you look at the East, the East is really not like crazy. The I mean, if you're looking at the Celtics, Celtics are young, um, and obviously, you know, they're they're still going to be in contention for a good while. It's hilarious that the ESPN already has the um, updated Mitchell, <laughs> dude. Where did I see him? Stop. Raul Nato still plays in the NBA. He had an A plus three in two K twelve for the Jazz. He's one of those guys that's like, if you're a good three point shooter, you will stay forever. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Is Kyle Korver like? Is he out of the yeah, league finally? He's done. Okay, Fat Mister Fax Machines. Ricky Rubio's there. Yeah, I I don't know. I I see for the Cavs because like obviously the Celtics are gonna be good. Are the Heat like? What is their window looking like? They're they're an older team. Yeah. yeah. 
Tyler Hero sucks. Tyler Hero sucks. <laughs> Duncan Robinson sucks. He got he's, he averaged I think like five minutes a game in the playoffs. Yeah, like you can't you can't win championships when you're playing a guy five minutes a game that you're paying a hundred million dollars. I mean, yeah. what are they paying? It's like crazy. Yeah. No. Um, and then like Bam disappears. I kind of like Bam, but he just disappears. Jimmy's getting older. Kyle Lowry's really getting old. Yeah, he has a dump truck. <laughs> Fat Lowry. So yeah, I mean. And, I don't. I don't see like like the Hawks are trying to make something. The Knicks are going to be balls. But like realistically, I honest. I want your honest opinion. Would you take this Cavs team over the Nets over a, a full season? Uh, yeah, because the Nets are absolutely toxic. Yeah, they will never be able to play that's, together. That's exactly they will how I think. Never be able to play together. I think something something will always come into that situation and make. Like, some excuse as to why... Kevin Durant's the biggest diva in the NBA right now. Um, oh, and then you have Kyrie, yeah, I was about to say, who just does... Also a diva. And also just does what he wants, or doesn't do what he wants. And then James Harden just kind of... He's turned into Eddie Lacy. And well, yeah, well, they, he's actually... It's actually Ben Simmons. Oh, yeah, who, that's right, that's who, right. Who... He's also a diva. won't play basketball. Yeah. So... Yeah, I'm no, I'm done with the Nets. I'm Dude, done with that. The fact that like the GM sent Ben Simmons text, it's like, "Hey man, might need you to might need you to play in the playoffs," <laughs> and he was just, "No, <laughs> he's not even injured." That was the thing; he wasn't even injured. It was a mental thing. He th- he needed mental time away from ball. I think he's a top twenty player in the NBA, but it's annoying. Yeah, he's got to play. So I I don't know. I see this Cavs team as like. You know, they they might not win a chip immediately, but those guys are only going to get better. Yeah, they're all young, young, young. So and that's, I mean, that's that's the NBA. Um, it's still just kind of, it's kind of just true ball and and. Dude, NBA offseason is so boring unless there's a trade like this or a, a random signing somewhere. Nothing happens. Well, there's I mean, nothing to be fair, to be excited to be about. Pat Bev is going to be a Laker. Actually, we didn't talk about that. He, I. <laughs> I have to like him, and I don't want to, dude. The the fact that like the Lakers, they they were talking about, um, they they're planning lineups with both Russ and Pat Bev. Can you this... imagine them both squaring up to somebody? Dude, well they hate each other. I'm I'm more worried about them squaring up to each other. Like they'll get over it. They both said they're excited to play together. I think you have to say that at this point. But if if Pat things... Bev would not say that if he didn't mean it, that's true. I will. Black Air Force dude's gonna say what he wants to say, so. But yeah, I mean, other than that, it's just kind of we're just kind of chilling. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do have a big card this week for UFC. I mean, it's first card ever in Paris. Yeah, it's not a very deep card, but the the people who are ending it and getting it exciting are that's it's two banger fights. First one is co-main events: Robert Whitaker versus Grant's favorite fighter in the UFC. Yeah, right. Marvin Vittori, the literal human, like the human version of an orc from Lord of the Rings. Did you watch Lord of the Rings today? I did not. Okay. I mean, also, <laughs> I I did wake up really late today. Sure, that's true. Um, but that's gonna. I mean, what what fight? What what does this play in the middleweight division? Like. What happens with the person that wins this fight? I mean, Whitaker is going to win. I'll just like Whitaker is going to beat Marvin Vittori, um, and nothing will happen. <laughs> like Whitaker can't get a title shot right now. You see, he I wants think, to move up to two hundred five after this fight. I think, yeah, I did see that, but I, I think the best thing that could happen to to Whitaker is he wins this fight very convincingly, and then 
Pereira knocks the ever-living piss out of Izzy enough to where they don't even want to give Izzy the, the rematch. Because, I mean, that would that would have been the third time Izzy's lost to him in combat sports. Yeah. So if he gets if Izzy gets knocked out like bad, like first, second round knockout, Whitaker might get the shot. I mean, let's that's and I think that's all he can hope for. Because he's got two shots. He lost badly the first one. He arguably a lot of people think he could have won the last one. And but you know, he didn't he didn't look convincing. You know, I think that's the big thing is like he could have won, but he just didn't look like a champ out yeah, there. Yeah. Um so this is I mean, this is a big thing for Rob if that happens. Yeah, but Robert Whitaker should freaking six to twelve elbow Marvin Vittori and destroy him. Yeah. Uh, Vittori is just he's just a wrestler. His boxing is trash. Um he's ugly. <laughs> he's so ugly. Robert Whitaker's not ugly. He's so I would tell that to his face. <laughs> let me let me say that. Let me say that right now. I'm sure Marvin Vittori could could do whatever. He'd throw me like a rag doll. All right, y'all. Y'all should see the videos I have of Grant facing Marvin Vittori. Yeah, in the okay. UFC so we, we love UFC four, right? Like it's such a fun game. I and like my first career, I started as a uh, started as a middleweight, and I, I I play this guy, and he beats me in some bullcrap. Like I was like a I was made my guy as a ground specialist. Beat me some bullcrap way. I could never get off the ground with him. So I just like I ended up rematching that fight like seven times. <laughs> I just couldn't. You were, you I just were, could did, not beat him. Justin made some joke to you in the middle of that, and I've never seen you were actually pissed at Justin. Dude, I was legitimately angry. Like that's like like the the whole like you mad, bro? You, yes, yeah, I was I was very mad. Oh gosh, so yeah, screw Marvin Vittori, Team Robert all the way. Yeah, and um, you know, I I we'll talk about it more for my hook and picks of the week, but um. A lot of people know Buckley. He's fighting this. He's he's mm-hmm. known for the ninja kick knockout, <laughs> where the other guy caught his kick and then he just did a he did a one eighty face kick and just knocked the dude flat out. He's fighting uh, Nostradine. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce his name. I'm a big Nostradine guy. I I'm very excited for that fight. Isn't Buckley like plus two twenty five or something? Yeah, Nostradine's good. Like he's he's got Crips crisp boxing. <laughs> you got the Crip boxing. You bro. got the Crip boxing, bro. Um, but no, that that should be fun. Buckley can put your lights out in one shot. Oh so yeah, it should be a good fight we'll regardless. There. Yeah. But the main event of the evening is Cyril Gon versus Ty Bam Bam Tuivasa. Yeah. Mr. Okay, I got to preface this one. <laughs> Chael Sonnen is picking <laughs> Tuivasa to win this fight, who is like a plus five hundred odds. Yeah, but dude, he also picked Korean Zombie. I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, to me, like, at least Bam Bam has a has a chance. Oh, like, if there's a punch, uh, okay, Korean Zombie didn't have a puncher's chance. Yeah, no, that's a, he had no shot. Bam Bam does have a puncher's chance. He can knock you out in one shot, dude. But I, Bam Bam fighting Derek Lewis is the only time I've ever watched a fight and seen a man. Like Derek Lewis is known for his knockout power and just being able to just knock out anybody, and he had Bam Bam like coming up off the ground and he landed like six shots in a row that would have that some of them probably would have killed me like I like I would not have woken up from those shots and Bam Bam just ate him like ser- like he literally it was like a breakfast sandwich and just knocked him out in that same round so. I don't know if he's human on, on some level. I think his biggest fear in this fight is Gon will just pick him apart and never give him a shot. I mean, that's exactly what Gon's going to do. 
That's you know, my prediction. Yeah, Gon's not going to try to knock him out because I don't know if Bam Bam can get knocked out. Over under this fight's one and a half or two and a half rounds. One or two and a half. I, I would definitely take the over on that. I, I think mean, I, too. I don't expecting Gon to win. Like, yeah, if you expect Gon to win, absolutely hit the over. That's that's absurd. Um. So yeah, but Chael, he's always wrong. I like Bam Bam every single time he's wrong. <laughs> I like Bam Bam, but just I, he's not gonna win. Oh, I will be so happy if he does, just because like that's gonna be hilarious. He'll get a title shot, and he's he's Awful. so he's not he's not a good fighter no. technically. Um, but yeah, so we won't be able to watch it though because we'll be at the game. But it'll be fun to keep up with. Yeah, it's it's an early card, isn't it? Yeah, it starts like one. <laughs> but quick golf update. Yeah, PGA, and for just an update from our last episode, PGA decided to pay some people. Congratulations. Yeah, this is congratulations, PGA. Um, I'm glad that you're coming to your senses that you can't just do nothing you can't just have a monopoly on the market and expect to have it forever yeah exactly yeah and this had to happen um it it's it's a you know maybe you won't finally lose your guys to live i mean cam smith is i I don't actually know what's happening with that i'm pretty sure he's going like the tour the tour season is over Mm -hmm. um but cam smith is the number two golfer in the world right now um and he's like 25 26 so calm Com Smith is he's probably the best player to to leave the tour. I mean, definitely like right now, but maybe ever at like this point in his career. Um, so yeah, they need to figure something out because like Liv is Liv is going to figure it out if they don't. So this is this was well needed. It is, and we got our we got our man of the week. Yeah, everyone. man of the week, <laughs> Rory McIlroy. Um, they had the tour championship, like the actual one. Um, and you know because the way that's structured is you get like an aggregate stroke like depending on your point finish um you get like so many extra strokes above everybody else um he just played some freaking damn good golf uh he was he was i think five shots back of the lead six six shots back of the lead uh going into the final round and scotty scheffler absolutely choked it dude (laughs) choked it uh and and, you know this this was for 18 million dollars I mean, obviously he still won some like a good chunk of change for coming in second, but it was so bad. Like Rory finished that final putt, and he went over and walked to Rory's to to Scotty Scheffler's dad, and said like, "I'm so sorry for beating your son." <laughs> <laughs> like, like, they, like, how do you take that? And he like went over to Scotty after that, and I was like, "Yeah, man, you're gonna you, you're gonna have a long career and stuff." But like, if I'm Scotty, I I don't know. I, I'm not a pro athlete, so I don't know what it's like. Um, yeah, sorry. Be born with a clutch gene or something. Yeah, or just like... Stop getting so nervous. It's like when fighters are like all buddy-buddy with... Like like after you lose in a, like a competitive setting, like I don't know. I feel like I just want a second to yeah, like yeah. be by myself. Cam Newton in the Super Bowl. But... <laughs> Literally. Yeah. So Rory, man of the week, $18 million for, Congratulations. for four days of work. Congratulations, being man of the week. And Grant, I'll let you take MLB and soccer real quick. Yeah, I mean, there's there's not much to really talk about other than um, I guess there is, but not maybe not for for what for what we're we're always after. But Aaron Judge, um, he's on the hunt for the home run record for the AL. He, man's at I think as of right now he's at 50 home runs, um, and he's just he's just climbing. We still have like the full we have the full month of September and part of October. Um, coming up so like he could really do he's just gotta get to 63 
get just get to six and three. I will love to see a home run record break. That's it. Yeah. Um, Cardinals are going crazy right now. Albert Pujols um, is closing in on 700 home runs. Uh, the fact that he he had he might be on some roids, uh, realistically. Like Albert, I thought Albert Pujols' career was over two years ago, and then all of a sudden, after like right before the home run derby, he starts playing some of the best baseball he's ever played in his life. He, it's it's sussy to me, very sussy to me. But yeah, Cardinals are playing great. Um, Braves are are within like two of the lead in their division um, with the Mets. I mean, it's, it's that one's gonna come down the wire. Um, uh, Purdue did not cover the three and a half. Damn. <laughs> damn. How did they let them score two touchdowns in the final? Gosh. But. Yeah, and it's Paul Goldschmidt with the Cardinals. I realistically we have a shot at having two triple crowns, which is just insane uh, to like even really like co- like conceptually think of. Like you don't you don't you rarely get one, but the fact that we could have a year with two, I think it's crazy. I would love to see the odds on that. I like I I would love to see if Vegas or anything has odds on like Aaron Judge winning triple crown because might need to take it. Soccer wise. Um, I've been watching a lot of soccer, but uh, Liverpool. I was I was sitting in a food court at the school I'm at, and literally they they scored in essentially the U.S. equivalent of a hail mary. Um, they scored in the 98th minute of a game against. Uh, um, gosh, who were they playing? At any rate, they they scored in the 98th minute against Newcastle, Newcastle, and. Absolute scenes. I'm screaming uh, in this food court. Everyone just staring at me, looking looking at my laptop. But it was it was scenes. So Liverpool's are still sucking, but I'm I'm here for them. Um, I, I think they'll still be entertaining. And I mean that's that's about it for me on soccer. Well, Grant, thank you for our insight into soccer analytics. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on there either. So it's insight for myself. Oh, and uh, we didn't talk about this with golfing, but. Um, Hopefully, friend of the show, James Nicholas. So there is still golf going on. Let me say that. Tour season's over, but the PGA Tour Canada is having a, a big event right now. Uh, James Nicholas playing some good golf right now. Six under on today's round. He's He's got a couple more rounds to play. Um, and I'm tied for fourth. I'm, Let's go, baby. We're cheering for him. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Hopefully, he's on the show in a couple weeks. But... Yeah. Time to jump into the segment. Grant, your turn for trivia. I've never gotten one wrong. Here we go. <laughs> All right. So we're talking about mascots. Um, so I want you to tell me who the oldest mascot is for both um, all American sports in general and then just the NFL. Yale Bulldogs. That is true. Let's is go! Handsome, handsome Dan, I think is his name. He was like... He was the first, um, yeah, he was he was the very first. Okay, and for NFL, is it some rinky-dink like the Eskimos that were a no, team for no, two it's, seasons? No, it's a real, it's like, like they're still a team. Chicago Bears. No. It's, uh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Let me give it one more shot. Cardinals. No. Oh, okay, tell me. <laughs> it's it's the Atlanta Falcons. There's no shot, dude. They were they formed in the sixties. Yeah. No, the first mascot in the NFL was nineteen eighty four. 
Like they did not actually have mascots at the games. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. I was thinking. Yeah, just like having a mascot, having a like, nickname. Yeah, no, okay. no, like okay. And dude, let me, like, I, I'll I'll pull it up, and, and it might not like we might not get to it on the show, but like, how the the old mascot is disgusting looking. <laughs> is it worse than Yukon? No, but. Um, you know what I'm talking about, right? Just yeah, a, yeah. A dog that looked like a four-year-old drew. Have you tried this before? <laughs> That's an awesome knife. Dude, sweet knife. Yeah, dude. Freddy the Falcon. Gosh, this is not the article I was looking for. But he's he's so old. <laughs> he's he's and he's just disgusting. Looking. Well, dude, I got fifty percent right. Let's go. Yeah, no, that's, I'm actually I'm actually really impressed with the. Uh, with the pick because like like how the how the frick how the frick did you know about handsome dan i've never heard of him until i looked it up well i just knew yale's like old <laughs> yale, yale is freaking old uh but now it's time to get pumped up get pumped up get, get pumped up it's time for the hook em picks of the weeks everybody okay grant your middle tennessee state bucking broncos what's your mascot uh, they're, they're like the Raiders or something. They're like the Blue Raiders. Okay. Well, they're going against, um, James Madison University. Middle Tennessee State's plus six and a half? Yeah. Um, I, J- the fact that, like, like, James Madison is an FCS powerhouse, but now they're in the FBS. Um, and I just, I, I don't know. I, I really see them, like, struggling, at least, maybe not for the full game, but I see at least a half of football where they're, legitimately you know trying to to get used to like you're not just playing an fbs school but you're playing them like week one and mm-hmm. it's like this is this is the this is showtime now well the thing is yeah they're an fcs powerhouse also middle tennessee state's borderline oh, they're, fcs they're school. bad they're bad so and let, let me like, preface that they they were like in terms of offense i think they were 12th in their um in their conference so Middle Tennessee is not good. See, that's why I would tend to lean toward James Madison this because they're going to be absolutely pumped out of their minds to be playing their. Well, first. I agree, but the points, the six and a half, like it's a touchdown. I mean, yeah, but I, I don't know. I, I think James Madison can win. I don't think it'll be convincing. Fair, fair. And then we kind of talked about the Florida plus three against uh, Utah. I think you guys know where we stand. Yeah, I mean, it, it's the swamp, dude. It's yeah. one of the hardest places to play in college football. Okay. I think it let's, stands for itself. Let's see this one. I haven't dug into this at all. North Texas at home versus SMU. Yeah. I All I know is I had North Texas covering last week, and they did. I don't know if I'll ride that wave. I'm not super familiar with them. I just knew I liked their matchup last week, and I don't even remember who they played. Yeah, well, a little tidbit for everyone. I'm, I am a... Uh, kind of a utsa uh fanatic um just only solely because i have a ncaa dynasty franchise with them um so i actually and they had their best season to date last year um they lost to north texas um that was their only loss on the year and the fact that north texas kept a lot of starters and i think smu is always overrated I just so the fact that they're giving North Texas eleven and a half points at home. North Texas, um, that they play they play really well at home statistically over the years. So 
I could see I could see some some maybe not upset alert, but I think eleven and a half is is a good. I mean, you can give up a touchdown and a field goal. I'm riding it. Fair enough. And what then, are these teams? What is Nasserdine and Buckley? That's, that's not football. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, what in the world is this? Okay, explain yeah. yourself here. Yeah, no, that's that's uh, my my uh, French boy. That's that's Ninja Kick versus French guy. Oh, oh, <laughs> I thought it was like some. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. I'm here. Yeah, no, I'm here. I'm, I'm focused. Take, I'm focused. Yeah. I'm taking Nasruddine. I think he's just going to be better than Buckley. I think he's he's so proficient on the feet. He's Cyril Gon's training partner. Okay. Um, I think he's just he's just going to be better than Buckley. Buckley, I'm, I don't know if he'll have a what's his name Detroit Urban Survival as his corner man. Bryce said a magic trick. Uh, I'm not going to have any part in this. I won't touch this. I'm scared. This fight scares me. Yeah, I mean Buckley is he's literally ninja kick guy. Yeah, he, he can is. he can yeah. knock people out. Yeah, but. I won't touch it. I won't touch it. I won't touch it. Yeah. Uh I guess I can go on to some of the some of the picks I like. Yeah, go for it. Um Virginia Tech at Old Dominion, which I think it's weird that Old Dominion got a home game yeah, against, against Virginia, Virginia Tech. Tech somehow. Whatever. I thought I thought they came to Virginia Tech so they got money. There's no way Old Dominion's giving Virginia Tech Okay, that's beside the point. But um, Virginia Tech, yes, they're not very good this year, but they're an ACC school. Yes, last time they played Old Dominion, they lost back in 2018, I believe. That's when, um, never mind, never mind. Um, Yeah, I don't, but I I agree with you. They're minus six. It's less than a touchdown against Old Dominion. Yeah, I don't care if you're a bad ACC team. Chances are you're not worse than Georgia Tech or Boston College. So give me the minus six Virginia Tech at Old Dominion. Minus 105, too. So you're you're not even going to have to go the full minus 110. Um, App State plus one Yeah. against UNC at App State. Uh, what? At plus 100? I UNC think- sucks. They, they, that defense was getting carved up by Florida – FAMU, Florida A&M University. We should. They I had should note. twenty starters out of the game. I should note Vegas is. They've absolutely. They heard you thinking about this pick. Um, the line has. App State is a minus one and a half point favorite now. I checked this line an hour yeah, ago. I know. I and look at it. Minus one and a half App State. At minus one fifteen. Yeah. I didn't even I didn't even pull the trigger on the pick yet. I was waiting for my returns tonight. Frick. Okay. Yeah. Well, I still probably like App State at minus one and a half, but uh, yeah, no, I want to talk about but, it. Yeah, but I mean, just that's it's absolutely the case. Is that like I think Vegas and the betters are seeing that UNC is just not reliable this year. Uh, freshman quarterback, uh, App State four year starter started at Duke, went to Clemson, now at App State for two years. Veteran. I like App State. Okay, this one, I know I kind of talked about my concerns with Georgia. I have Oregon plus 17 versus Georgia at minus 110. Um, I I can see it. I mean, that's that's a lot of freaking points. for. Isn't awful. They beat Ohio State last year. Georgia lost nine starters on defense, like I said, which is probably going to bode very well for Bo Nix in his first start against Georgia. Yes, he struggles against Georgia, but it's not the same Georgia team. I'm going to be real. Um, 
And then I have to go to my special pick of the week, and this will be a reoccurring thing. This is the first time I'm going to say this out loud to an audience, but I went 8-0 and betting on Rutgers last year, whether that was for them, against them, for the spread, against or for the over-under, against the over-under. I'm good at betting Rutgers football. This week we're starting off Rutgers at Boston College. Over-under set at 48 points, and I will be taking the under in this game. Last year, Rutgers was 120th in the nation in total offense. Boston College, 93rd. Rutgers has a good defense. Boston College has a decent defense. Is it going to cancel out? Absolutely. And I think this is a race to 17 points, and I'm not kidding. Over-under is at 48. I'm saying whoever gets to 17 first, maybe we'll see a 24 points in there. Um, but I, I think, I think max amount of points we're going to get here is 24 to, I'm going to, my, my, my line is, I think it's going to be, Ooh, I didn't think about this. So sorry guys. It's off the rip. Yeah. It's off the rip here. Um, I'll go 20 to 17 Rutgers final score. Rutgers is a plus seven. So if you want to get on that too, I think Rutgers is the better team here by a decent margin. Not a decent margin. Not It's better than plus seven. Um, but yeah, won't be an exciting game, but I will be all over it, man. I'm going to be making so much money while y'all are sitting there betting on Rutgers. Well, while you're while you're talking about it, it just makes me think, like maybe one of the more underrated bits of college football is games that I can only describe as are like, a, only a better could love that game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's what... <laughs> That's what like some of these games come down to is like why are you watching this? Like it's it's going to be an awful offensive game. You know, the teams aren't great, but like Okay, Rutgers, I did a lot of Rutgers digging, guys. They did bring in four grad first on their offensive line to try to bolster that a little bit. And they do like to run the ball a lot, so I could see why that was a pretty big focus of theirs. So maybe we'll see I don't know, maybe they can get up a hundred tenth in total offense this year. <laughs> you never know. Um, but yeah, Rutgers um, bet for them plus seven, but I I think I think my lock of the week is under forty eight points, and I will go nine and zero betting on Rutgers football. Yeah. Um. Also, just a little bit of tidbit that I also literally just found out right now with with the North Texas pick. Uh, North Texas is like one of like three teams ever to start a season. Like I think they started Owen. I think it said Owen six and made a bowl game. Um, so I mean we're right we're riding a high. Um, it's seven in a row then. Yeah, well, I don't know if they won a bowl game or not. Um, that's a good question. But no, I'm. Yeah, they beat UTEP. Okay, so that's eight in a row. Yeah. Wait, no, that was last week. Okay, I was about to say that that was the game <laughs> that you were talking about last week. So, um, yeah, North Texas, um, against SMU, we. Who the frick is that? It's 2020. Okay. So we're that, missing a year. Yeah. Yep. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> but yeah. All we know is North Texas is riding high. Yeah. But now we got we got our parlay we cooked up. That's never um, lost. Yeah. It's never lost. Uh, last week we didn't have one. We were on vacation at the beach. Um, we did have a fun time. We dug a giant hole. Yep, if if about, any of you are interested in our personal life. Yep. It was about six, six and a half feet deep. Good handful of people came over. We're absolutely gassed up that we were digging a hole. <laughs> they, we 
So, I mean, we, we start digging and I can't tell you how many older guys just like came over and were like, dude, you do that. That looks awesome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Bryce was, I mean, we took like shifts digging. I mean, we were literally like in the mines. Okay. We took shifts and some dudes, two dudes walked past Bryce and they're like, dude, that's freaking awesome. Do you want to go, do you want to go do that? <laughs> so oh that's. We we had fun at the beach, and we met a toad named Edward. We did. He he stayed so much with us. He like stayed in the same spot every day. He loved it. But uh, back to the parlay. Yeah, parlay. Um, Robert Whitaker. He's going to win minus two eleven. It's put your put your mortgage on it. Mm-hmm. He's just it's gonna happen. Um, and then obviously we got we got Virginia Tech. I think Old Dominion. They, lightning won't strike twice. No, that's can't. That's like that's like betting on the App State Michigan upset happening. Yeah, yeah. That's so minus two sixty. Yeah, and I think it could be a lot worse, but I think Vegas is hedging because yeah. <laughs> because they have, they've got busted on it last year. So no, that's then we got Arizona, San Diego State. As we talked about a little bit earlier, San Diego State, um, good team last year, top twenty five team last um, and Arizona sucks. That's <laughs> Bryce was informing me this earlier. Sucks. Arizona sucks. So, so why not just take a team one year removed from the top twenty five against a team that sucks? I mean, they are awful. So altogether, this this ends up making the parlay about about plus two hundred, about like one ninety nine. Um, so yeah, take a chance, double your money. Never, I mean, never lost. Listen, listen, you can. Make up to eight times your money sports betting, or you can lose it all in the stock market. You have a chance to lose a hundred percent in the stock market, and only gain really up to not that much. Yeah. Sports betting, you're basically guaranteed eight times your money. So it's you know a hundred percent of problem gamblers stop before they hit it big. Really, dude. If that doesn't give you motivation for this week, it's, you guys, I'm telling that photo of the the miner is just my like he's just endlessly mining and he's so close to the diamonds, but he just walks away. That's every that's every better ever before they hit it big. It is, it is. I love it so much. Yeah, Arizona's 91st according to CBS's power rankings, and we'll see what San Diego State is. This could be a this could be. Absolute shot in my forty eight. We're not yeah. worried. Nope. So yeah, double your money, ride with the boys, um, and that's 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 a show. I mean, we we are just we're just ecstatic that college football is back. Um, our Saturday is just going to be state game, and then football, football, and then, and then enjoy, the town. enjoying the town, in the town. Um, but yeah, no, look out for we got big things working. Um, from Qualified Sports Talk. Mm-hmm. A couple Big, interviews coming y'all's way exactly. very soon. Very, very exciting people uh, that will soon be qualified to to talk about some stuff, and we will ask them various things, and it'll be a jolly good time. And they will tell us answers. Yeah. Riddles, perhaps. <laughs> Poems. And... Okay, guys, bye.